0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. And we walk in here and there's not bread on the table. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter number 13, very familiar scripture. The backdrop of Abraham and God dealing with him and tell him to leave his kindred, and his father's houses. Leave it all behind. I'm sending you on a journey. Genesis 13, starting at verse number 6, reading down through 13. And the land was not able to bear them, Lot and Abram, and they, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Pharisee dwelt in the land. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee separate thyself I pray thee from me if I will take the left hand then I will go to the right or if thou depart to the right hand then I will go to the left I want you to notice these verses and the turn of events and Lot lifted up his eyes And beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even as the garden of God. Like the land of Egypt. As thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. They separated themselves one from another. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord, exceeding. Heavenly Father, God, you have moved on me, Lord. This has been in my mind, Lord, for some time, God. I need you, Lord. I need you, God. You speak through me. Somehow, Lord, let me minister to this church. Lord, I pray that because of this message, there will be eyes that will be open tonight. The lives will be changed, God, because of your word. Help me tonight, Jesus. I give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Abram, he left his father and mother. He journeyed. And we know the story. We look back and we'll look at it a little bit here in a minute. There was a famine. amen, man in the land. He had went to Bethel. He's returning to Bethel. He left the stronghold of sin of Egypt. You understand, he stopped. He he. He went, to, he went to Bethel first, then he went down to Egypt. But now in the scripture that we have, now he has left Egypt and he's returning back to Bethel. He leaves the stronghold of sin, the Egypt Egyptians. He, he's returning to the house of God, Bethel, where he first met up with God. A place where he had built an altar in the beginning. He's now returning. Evidently, he sees the need of prayer. And he's returning to this place where he had built the altar. Brother Zach, I may not have it all up there, y'all. I may not have it all there. There, There's going to be pieces of this that's been written in just this afternoon that's not there. That's all right. It's no big deal. But um, I, I want to turn... Amen to Genesis 12, and I'm going to read 10, 11, and 12. Amen. Genesis 12, 10, 11, and 12. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there. For the famine was grievous in the land, and it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt that he said unto Sarah, his wife, behold, I, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee that they shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee. A famine, you know, if we look at this, and I began to look at Abraham different than I've ever looked at Abraham, Sister Angie. God began to open some things to me. We know that he was a friend of God, the Bible says. He was a man that God led and talked to. He was, he was someone that God uh, worked through and talked to. And he, he was always listening for God and praying about it. But I, what I want to do is some way in the, in the midst of this to encourage you that Abram was still flesh. Just as you, we never get so spiritual that we don't make mistakes. As long as there is flesh, we are going to make mistakes. Amen. So I I want us to take a look at the other side of Abram because I believe it will encourage and strengthen us. The Bible said that there was a grievous. Amen. There was a grievous famine in the land. And so it came to pass that he went to Egypt. He near and come near to Egypt. And uh, so, you know, really most commentators will, will take this route. And I'm going I'm to stray from that, but I'm going I'm to take you there anyway. Most of the commentators will say that a famine drove him unto Egypt. Brother Mason, as I began to study and pray about this, the Lord, uh, I felt like, spoke to me and and said that he wasn't really driven there by the famine. But it was the lack of faith that drove Abram there. And I think that uh, it is very prevalent if we look because we find that fear gripped the heart of Abram. And I, reason, I believe there was a reason for that fear to be there. It shows up when he asked Sarai to lie about who he was. He said, I know that you're a beautiful woman and, and they're going to look at you and, and they'll kill me. But they're going to, you know, and, and, and they'll take you to wife. And so you tell them that I'm your brother and because of what you tell them, then they're going to save my, you're going to save my life. Remember that Abram had already had a promise from God. Now I want you to hang on and walk with me a while. He had already had a word from God that Abram, I'm going to give you and Sarah, a son. I've got a promise for you. And uh, I, I began to think about that and I thought, it was not, that this famine drove him there, but it was the lack of confidence and faith in God that God could fulfill the promise. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. He began to look at this and his faith wavered. Well, I want to tell you, I believe there is more to it than meets the eye. In fact, if we take a look, he cared more for himself than he did his wife. Because Sarai was a part of a promise that God had given him. And I'm going to tell you, God is not going to kill his promise. Come on now. He is not going to slack his promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was not going to break the promise that he had made with Sarah and Abraham because they were both a part of this promise. Hallelujah. And the trip to Egypt. I want you to notice this. He went to a place of sin. Everybody said sin. In the Bible, Egypt is always looked at as sin. It's looked at a place that's not a good place. Amen. So the trip to Egypt cost Abram something. In fact, if I could tell you this, it seems that this is a place where Hagar, Sarah's Egyptian handmaid, joined the journey with Abram and Sarah. Come on. What am I talking about tonight? I want to tell you. What we see as God is not always God. How many times has the picture been painted before you and it looked like God, but when you really dipped in it, it, didn't, it wasn't God at all. That's why I say, church, we need to pray about everything that we do, every decision we make, every change of job that we make, we need to pray about and we need to seek God. Hallelujah. Because you know what it is today? People think that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, but my mama always told me it's still got to be mowed. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, I'm telling you today, we want to be careful where we take our families. We want to be careful what we pick up out of sin city. Lord, Come on. Don't take your family to a place of sin. Amen. If you don't want them to pick something out and take it with you. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is where we're at in the church world today. There are so many apostolic churches that have fallen from where she has. You know why? Because they moved into the middle of sin and before long, something was picked up that wasn't there before. Oh, I'm feeling this. Hallelujah. I believe it's time for the church to watch out where we put our family. I don't want to put them, Brother Daniel, in the midst of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He picked up. Sarai, his wife, evidently picked up an Egyptian handmaiden there. Something took her fancy about this handmaiden. It just, she had to have her. Come on now. You know how it is, ladies. You go to the store and there's something in there and you've been watching it for so long. And after a while, you've been by and you've grazed upon it, looked at it so much that after a while, you just got habit. Looked at it enough till it, it become a want. In fact, after a while, it was a need. And I, I've heard it said, well, I just got habit. I've looked at it. I've passed by it. And, and if we're not careful, here comes the words. Well, the prices went down a little less Boy, we get carnal so quick. Come on. Huh? Come on, guys. We've, we've drove by that car and we've looked it over and, you know, we've... Man, you can almost taste it. It looks so good. And it's, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty and guitars and... I'm downsizing. I'm downsizing. Come on. Hallelujah. You know what? Those things, it's not wrong to have those things, but it's the attitude that we get them. If we're getting in the sense of pride, it's wrong. If we're getting it in the sense to use it for God, or it's something that you can wear to church, I hope you can if you go buy it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I'm going to tell you, you pick things up sometimes in Sin City. You'd have been better off not stopped. Abram had been better off, Brother Terry, if he'd never stopped. It would have caused him a lot less heartaches. There wouldn't have been an Ishmael. Come on now, church. You hang on. I said there wouldn't have been an Ishmael if he hadn't have stopped in Egypt. There wouldn't have been someone. There wouldn't have been this great grievance that is still today between Ishmael. Come on. Uh-huh. And the promised son. It would have never happened if he hadn't stopped by Sin City. God help us. Hallelujah. Never make a stop in the middle of Sin City without a word from God. Come on. The only way that you ever want to go in a place like that, if you've got a word with God from God and you're going there for his stead. Come on, church. Hallelujah especially when there is a fear already when you get to the edge of it. Before they even enter into the city, he's already talking to Sarah about lying. First sin. Come on, The first one was heading in that direction, but now since he's got to the city limits, just before we go in, Sarah, I want you to lie for me. Come on been enough right there. Hey brother Abraham, you better not stop here. You're laughing to pick up something you don't want and you don't need. Amen. Come on. Don't put your children in the middle of something that they can pick up sin. Oh, God, watch out. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! When there's fear present, come on. When there's fear present, we need to just go on by because it isn't God's will. Come on. You've been looking at the fancy home. You've been looking at the fancy car. But somehow you just can't bring yourself to go look into it really. Or when you really do, you don't feel good about it. You know what that is? That's God checking you, saying, you know what? You better leave that alone. Come on. I'm trying to speak to you. I'm trying to tell you something. You better leave that alone. Uh times I've bypassed that feeling, Brother Mason. I've bought that car, bless God. And that thing turned out to be the worst lemon it's beautiful a beautiful lemon Sister McGee won't never forget this she's here and so I remember early years of our marriage you know how it is you get married you know you've got to have always have got to have a, a car you can't keep the same one very long you got to have a, you know, there's something else you see. You know how it is. You're young. You know, you're young and stupid, and you start picking up things that you really don't need. Hallelujah. Oh glory. Well, Sister McGee and I saw this, and I, I'd always drive bys on my way home, and there was this parking lot up on the hill. This sales place up on the hill had cars brother jerry down route one just there as you heading out of mount carmel up on the hill there man i seen this 63 ford convertible man it was red had a black top xl man that thing was sharp it had black interior it had chrome back your chrome fender skirts all the way back it had red white and blue spinners Ford spinners, Brother Freddie. This thing was decked out. It's XL, man. XL. Good stuff. Man, I looked at that thing, and I drove it. And Brother Mike, it was just like candy. Man, it felt good. It looked good when you drove by people you know, and then just to make them notice a little more, you put the top down. Look at what I got. I'm going to tell you, Sister McGee had nothing to do with this because I'm going to tell you, she drove it. I, I I run a service truck for John Deere, so I had the service truck, and I drove that all the time. I never hardly drove that car, so it wasn't hot-rodded. And it had a great big old 289 engine. You know, you put your food on the foot on the floor, it wasn't going to go too far. Very fast. It drove good. didn't look good. But I want to tell you something. I got so sick and tired of that thing. It was pretty, but that was all. It run good. I couldn't keep a transmission in it for nothing. Automatic transmission went out. First time, my friend... Amen. Old oh, John Yarber was a teacher at the college and he said, Let me take that and rebuild that. We'll rebuild that in school and that'll give my guys a way to, to learn something. Oh, yeah. Okay, do it. Amen. So he rebuilt that transmission. I put it in there and it didn't last no time. But it was out again. I tore it down and I went through it again and I put it back in. And everything's fine, and all at once it starts this same baloney again, starts slipping. I told my wife, I said, this thing, I am sick of it. So I went and got a used transmission, and I put it in, and I said, dear, this thing's finding a new home. It looked pretty, it's beautiful, it shines up good. Honey, you could put a wax job on it and you could see it two miles away. But I'm telling you something, if you can't get in it and drive it, it's no good. Come on, church. I'm going to tell you, if where you're headed is not going to further you in God's kingdom, you better stay out of sand city. You'll be sorry you ever stopped by. It made good trading material. But I'm telling you, I feel sorry for the people that got it. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to tell you. Psalms 111 and 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Can I add something there? Can I add a, a word? I know I'm not add or take away, but just so for understandings purposes. Only the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Any other fear is not right. Come on. Come on, if it's not godly fear, then you can shake that off. But what old Abram had was godly fear. God was trying to tell him, don't take ish, don't take your family in there. You, you better stay out of there. If you can't trust them, come on with your wife. Is't that awful? I can. I don't know, I'd feel kind of low sending my wife on up to the king's house. She had lied, you know, for me. And here she gets taken in. Hard telling what could happen to her. But old Abram out here, he's walking around free. And she's in there. The Lord knows what's, what would have went on if the, the Lord had, had to dump a bunch of. Come on, he dumped some stuff on them. <laughs> they got sick. They didn't. Pharaoh finally said, you take your wife and you go. why didn't you just tell her, why didn't you just tell me that was your wife? Come on. Hallelujah. This is what sin city will do to you. See, the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. When the Lord says, leave your kindred, it's time to leave them. Oh, hallelujah. You don't need an extra, uh, 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 an extra load to carry around. Don't take lots. Don't take sin. Don't take sin with you. You're not, the truth is, you're not responsible, Abram, for Lot. He's a big boy now. Let him make a way for himself. Come on. There is too many people that's trying to hang on to the family, and they're dragging them down. Hanging on to your family is causing your walk with God to decrease. You better let them go and separate from them. Come on. It's not worth losing your soul. Oh, I better hurry up. Thank you, Jesus. Leave your kindred. Don't take a lot. Come on. Hallelujah. And I began to think of this, Sister Roberta. It came to me, and I began to think, you know, I'm just going to kind of look up Lot and see what it means. You know what Lot means? Veil. Or covering. I'm going to tell you what, you know what it was? It was nothing more than sin veiled, there was a covering. See, Lot wasn't what he should have been. (laughs) Oh, glory. Everybody say, separate. Everybody say, leave Lot. Come on, you better leave Lot behind. You better, come on. The Lord tried to tell him in the beginning, you leave them all. But what's he do? Well, I'll take Lot because my daddy raised him. He's like a brother. But he's not your brother. You're not responsible. Come on. He's already got family. He's already, come on. God's already blessed him. You better leave him alone. We don't have no Bible, but it could have been the lot talked him into going to Egypt. You know, he always leaned toward those places of sin. Notice that. It may be that some of the people you're hanging around right now it's not what they seem to be. They may be veiled. Come on. There may be something, Brother Terry, behind the scene that you're not seeing. You might not have seen their worst. All they're showing to you is their best. But there's a veil, there's a covering over them. Hallelujah. They are veiled. Come on. Ha. Lot is not what he seems to be, he's veiled. His his very name says so. He's going to be an extra load to you. He's a snare to you. He'll take you to places that you should not go. He'll lead your family in a way that they should not go. It's time to separate from Lot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, notice this. Notice this in verse 10. Verse 10, when it comes time to separate, I want you to notice I want you to notice Lot. Verse ten, and Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld. Everybody said, "Beheld." All oh, the plain of Jordan, and it was well watered everywhere. Before before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like. The land of Egypt. Hold on to that. Lot looks back to Egypt. Sin City. Come on. They've already picked up Egyptian handmaid. That is going to be a snare to them already. And now here Lot is. He's looking toward Sin City again. Glory. Come on. He's, and, but I want you to notice, you talk about veiled. His eyes are veiled that he can't see because he's calling it the garden of God. And he's more or less saying that Egypt is like the garden of God. It's like Egypt, it's like the garden of God. Why, you old hypocrite. You're messed up. Hey, it's sin city, and you're seeing it as a garden of God? Come on. You're seeing Egypt as a garden of God, and you're going to pitch your tent towards Sodom and Gomorrah? That is like the garden of God? His eyes are veiled that he cannot see. I'm going to tell you, there are some people... I'm gonna, oh, my. Oh, my. There are some people that some of you have been hanging around that's got your eyes veiled that you don't truly see them. And they're leading you down a road that you don't need to be going. And if you're not careful, you're going to buy it all. You're going to, come on. You're going you're gonna to sell everything and buy the field and then you're going to remorse, 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 wish I'd never seen it, wish I'd never done it. Come on, you better pray and seek God. You better let God speak to your heart. You better, come on church, I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about our relationship with others. I'm talking about who you deal with. You better watch who you put your trust in. Come on. Your eyes has become veiled. Come on. They're not what they ought to be. What you see as God may not be God at all. It it's true. It's true. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. A lot's messed up. That dude don't care about you. He's a snare He's going to drag you to places you don't need to be going Come on, he's pitched his tent towards sin Come on He's pitched his tent towards sin Come on now Come on ah, he's, he's made his home close to sin mm, Is that where you want your family? Hallelujah oh, Verse 14 Hallelujah I want you to notice something I believe God tries to deal with us. Here he is. He's, Hallelujah. Lot pitches his tent towards Sodom. That wicked city. Where the sinners are. There are sinners exceeding, the Bible said. In fact, and that means beyond your imagination. There are sinners beyond that. And the Lord said unto Abram, after. Everybody said, after. That Lot was separated from him. Lift now thine eyes. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, he already had a part of Egypt. God didn't tell him to get rid of that. But he said, since you've separated from Abraham, since you've separated from Lot, since you've got rid of your family now, I'm going I'm to give you a promise. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. In fact, I just kind of checked it out because after I, I began to think, you know, he said, you take the right and I'll take the left. Or if you take the left, I'll take the right. You know, did you notice which way he went? Left. Yeah, Lot went left, but Abram went right. Oh, I could preach on that. Hallelujah. Come on, church. We need, we need to always go the right way. Come on. If he's going to place sinners on the left and the righteous on the right, I'm going to go right. You'll end, you'll end up in hell if you go left. Come on. You'll, you'll, you'll be right in the midst of sin city. And it will destroy your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. After Lot leaves. He said I'm going to give you a blessing. I'm going to tell you something. Your blessing cannot come until you have separated from Lot. I said your blessing cannot come until you separate from Lot. You can't get a word from God until you have separated from sin, until he is separated from Lot. There's not going to come a word of God until you get rid of that thing. You got to separate from it. Yeah. Hallelujah! I can almost see the little, you know. I can I can almost see this little thing going on. You know, Abraham. You know he he. We know he argued with God. He argued about Sodom and Gomorrah. So you know he argued with God. So so. You know, y'all look, I know y'all look, lift old Abram up so much, but see he had his place just like you and I do. He was flesh just like us. Even though he was a man of God, he was a friend of God, he still had these these things in his nature. Like I can almost hear the little discourse going on in, in Abram's mind. He says, But God, He's my kid. I've heard that story before. Well, I've got to go. I've got to go. They're my kin. If they're going to lead you to hell, you better stay away. Come on. If they're going to put some things in your children's heart that should not be there, you better stay away. Oh, yeah, I knew knew this wouldn't be a shouting service. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah you need to separate from lot come on he says now abram since you've separated from that sinful man everything you can see is yours come on since you've separated from him come on since you've went the other way since you've took the right way i want you to know that everything that you see you look around you everything that you see is yours the promise everybody said the promise What looks like God to you is not always God. Hallelujah. I'm about to close. I want you to look at verse 16. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that if a man, if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Thy seed be numbered. You could number the sand. What a great gift. But when you receive a promise, he received a word from God. But I want you to know that Abraham might have stopped and he might have set up camp, but he didn't stop. Understand that when you get a word from God, hallelujah, you can go with it. Praise God. When you receive a promise and a word from God, it's no time to sit down and to relax. He said, Abram, I've given you everything that you can see. But what I want you to do now, you may be able to just kind of put your family here, but I want you to walk up and down the land. Come on. I want you to see what I've given you. I want you to take this all in. I want you to look at its beauty. Come on, church. When you separate yourself from sin, come on. God is about to bring you a promise where he's going to give you the beauty of holiness. Come on. He's going to let you see what he's really doing in the background. He's going to let you in on some things that's going to take place in your family. If you'll just get rid of a lot, come on. If you'll just get rid of sin, come on. There's going to be some miracles that's going to happen in your midst. But you must get rid of sin first. hallelujah hallelujah it's no time to sit down now it's time not to relax but it's a time that you must go and check out what God has given you hallelujah I bring you back again to this and I say it because it was spoken to me But hallelujah the Lord said he would make the latter part of my ministry greater than the former if I would use all the tools that he gave me. This year I woke up, Brother Jerry, that I wasn't using all the tools that the Lord has given me. It's time for me to use the tools. Because he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it's sin. So if I don't use what he's given me, then I'm sinning. It's just plain old that way. See, you can sin by sin of omission. It's not always what you do. Sometimes it's what you don't do. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody tonight, I want you to take a look. I want you to take a look at what's going on in your life. And I want you to check out what's, what's going on. And If there's something you're holding on to, if you're holding on to a lot, you're holding on to a situation. I want you to look it over good before you make any decisions and you need to pray about it because it may be the worst decision you ever made in your life. It may haunt you. It may be the biggest mistake you ever made. Hallelujah. I wonder how much smoother it would have been, Brother Daniel, if Hagar hadn't been in the way. That was up to Sarah, too. Come on, that's, that's her handmaiden. She's the one that bought that one. That's her own. Yes, sir. She's the one that give him to Abraham to wife. It was, it was not. He didn't, he didn't say, hey, give me her and we'll have a baby. No, he didn't say that. She did. He said, okay, if that's what you want, all right. And as soon as it was born, there was problems as soon as it was and there's still problems. there war in today still come on mm-hmm. i promise son and ishmael still at it and they're going to be at it until god comes if you think there's going to be peace in the middle east then sorry it's going to fall be a false peace only well, peace that's really going to happen is so when he splits the eastern skies and calls us out of here, then there's going to be peace. But until that, it's going to be war after war. Wars, rumors of wars. Everything's going to get worse. Don't look for it to get better. I know, yeah, it's coming up presidential year. One liar's is going to take on where the other left off. I'm sorry. They ain't going to let God in the White House. They kick Him out of the schools, kick Him out of everything else. They don't want Him, you know. They don't want to live by the book that this United States was founded on. Hallelujah. Well, I'm closing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. For the Mason, if you'll come. What we see as God is not always God.